Um, we want to start off this episode, man, because there's only really one thing to talk about in the music world, especially in the hip hop world, which we live in. Rest in peace to take off. Yep. Rest in peace to take off. Our prayers are with um, his family, his friends, his loved ones, his fans. Um, rest in peace to take off. Our prayers are also with Davido um, and, and his wife, who lost their child this past week as well on the same day. Um, the three-year-old child, the child who is beautifully photographed on the cover of um, his most recent album. Um, that was a sad day. In very sad. That was, I was very much like sat at my desk, opened up my phone relatively early on in the day, and I just saw the takeoff, which trended. I was like, oh, what's takeoff trending? I click on it, I see like, Reports the takeoff's gone. So it's no way. What? You see the video going around. I didn't watch that. I didn't check that. But you know, you see it. And I think what like struck me so heavy, and I think what struck a lot of people so heavy, especially people in our age age range, I think, is like remembering that he was 28. Mm. You know, he's 28. Mm. Takeoff been a presence since I was in sixth form at the late like sixth form maybe even into sort of last few years of secondary that's over a decade yeah you've been doing this shit at the highest level since he was like 16 17 and when you think back i mean for me when i think back when i first sort of picked up on who the migos were you're looking at like young rich niggas young rich nation tapes before albums are even coming out like before we get to culture and culture two and all of that like before we even mm-hmm. get there and talking yep. about the tapes we're talking i'm talking like pre-versace mm. this is when i'm talking takeoff was the star yep it was so apparent it was so clear like when offset was in prison quavo's style hadn't yet resonated with the rest of the music game mm-hmm. takeoff was the star it was a star attraction and um watching how he continued to come into his own throughout their elevation being the star on so many of their key songs like he's a star on slippery so his verse on slippery is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard in my life like it's ridiculous um like the work he did on calvin harris's album funk wave bounce one like and just the presence that he continue to be it's just it was heart heartbreaking news to receive that morning um tragic news to receive really just fucked up my whole day personally um, it was oh man it was crazy because it was one of those like you said like i genuinely i just it was the first time that I saw news like that and I just, I couldn't even fathom it for real. Like, there's someone who, as we, like, days before, weeks before, he was in the middle of a promo run for his latest album. Like, mm-hmm. we were seeing him in the public eye. Like, this is someone, not someone who, oh, we haven't heard from him in years and years and years. And then this news happened. It was like, yo, I just saw him do the Drinks Champs interview. And then to see this, it rattled me. I can't, it rattled me to say, like, especially when, and it was similar when um, Nip passed. It was similar when um, XXX Tentacion passed. It was similar when when Pop Smoke passed. It happened when PNB Rock passed. 
and this what like is heavy because the people these guys are the people whose music was like is and has been very influential in like the story of Raheem's music experience growing up especially the Migos who 2016 like I don't think anyone would ever argue they didn't effectively just change the whole trajectory of music that year like they what they did was crazy so for Migos for Migos to be so influential and I can tell you now the Migos aren't the Migos without what Takeoff added to the Migos <laughs> like I remember like when that happened all I could think back to was Literally, and I think I tweeted out as well. The first time, because I obviously, similar to you, well, maybe not similar. My first experience of listening to Migos was Versace, and I love Versace. And then, um, obviously, time passed, and I was liking their songs. And then eventually, um, Raindrop dropped up, smoking your widget, like that came out. I was like, whoa, okay, there's some, there's something here. Like this is. This may be bigger than what I ever thought it could be for the Migos. Um, and I remember around that same time is when I went back and I listened to um, the Young Rich Niggas tapes and I came across Commando. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, I might have had this whole thing messed Fucked up. up yeah. I, but I've been sitting here thinking that Quavo is number one when, <laughs> when Takeoff is capable Take of being here. And that was literally the birth of yeah, those guys are everyone in this group is real good, but Takeoff is the best rapper in this group, and no one can tell me different. And that was my take for years, yeah. for years. Now, towards the end, yeah, I think everyone like group started becoming better rappers overall. Um, towards the end there, but Takeoff for me was always my favorite rapper in that group. And to see that news, it broke my heart. It broke my heart again. I didn't watch the videos, I didn't watch any of those videos, I didn't. I stayed away from all the pictures that people were posting. It's just nasty. It's nasty behavior, man. People need to get a grip. I think the fact that people are so quick to try and film these things every single time it happens is very, very nasty. You know, you never see in the, you never hear in these videos people calling the ambulance or anything like that. So that's why I watched, I made the mistake of watching the Nipsey one. I made the mistake of watching the XXX Tentacion one. And after that, I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I can't because these videos they don't add anything to me like they just mm-hmm. they just serve to break my heart further and it's like i don't want that anymore mm-hmm. um i think we have to do better as a people you know as a culture that that should not be the first response and that if we do see people making that that first response we should try and do better to stop them big facts, from man. posting that big facts man I've, I've said it before on this podcast, um, I've tweeted it. I'll say it again, man. I want my rappers to die of old age. Um, it's it's very just sad, sickening, disheartening. All of this that continues to happen. Um, I've seen, and this is me talking. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, I've seen rap be put on trial in this past week. Obviously, with people looking at the fact that, you know, Takeoff, prominent rapper, was murdered in this fashion, Pop Smoke, P&B Rock, um, Young Dolph, going all the way back as many as possible. And a lot of people saying, you know, we need to look at what rap is promoting. And, like, I saw someone tweet, and they're, you know, factually true. Like, the only thing that connects the murders of Nipsey, XXX, Young Dolph, 
P&B rock take off now is their profession. Mm. You know, each of the individual interactions are different. The murderers had different motivations, but all of that is true. But I think to me, the bigger thing that needs to be addressed is like the need, especially for men in general, and especially in this context for black men in general to find ways to solve disputes without yeah. violence, find ways to process your emotions without turning to violence. Mm. And that is a holistic thing that we all need to work towards and focus on, not just putting rap on trial because there's nothing in takeoff's rap. Nothing. Put him, it should put him in this light. And, and it was just like you say, heartbreaking and devastating news to to wake up to that that day and you know like i said we send our our prayers genuine prayers to, to his family and his loved ones and at least we know that like he's got he's got a legacy that will outlive him he's got a legacy that will outlive him mm. and um in these dark times you know we hope to we hope this podcast can be a light um and so with that with that tribute to him Again, our prayers also to Davido and his family. Traumatizing news. But we we we're gonna try have some fun here. We're gonna try mm. have some fun here. We're gonna try to bring up some good vibes here. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna try to be a light. You know what I'm saying? Unlike Kairu. Uh power to people, we're back to the maintenance. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna rock like crack when it came in. It's mm. me, it's me, it's podcast P and we got this stuck off the realness. Yeah, yeah, we be the infamous you heard of us official. Buffalo. Come on, man. Um, welcome into another edition of the world famous Two Stubborn Nigerians podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Thank mm. you for joining us on another one of our instinctive travels down the path of rhythm. Thank you yep. for joining us as we once again maraud into the midnight. Thank you for joining us as we enter the Wu Tang. Yep. Or 36 Chambers. Thank you for mm. joining us as we continue to seize control. Thank you for joining us today. We will once again show you how we were good kids in, raised in this mad city. Thank mm -hmm. you for joining us as we try to once again experience some temporary highs in these violet skies. Thank you for joining mm. us today. We will be visiting Planet Her. Man. Um, just to give you that, just to let you know <laughs> that from the outset, we will be visiting Planet Her. Mm. Um, today also, man, Lizzie, my main concern, everything else can wait. Um, that's a double that's a double you'll find out why in a second and and um as ever as always if you slip you fall you can't get up mm. you're slipping you're falling you gotta, you gotta get, up. get up you're slipping you're falling you can't get up if you lose your way mm. go astray mm. don't worry you can call me if you get lost <laughs> and also man if she don't text you back that's her loss mm. It's her loss. Don't worry about it, bro. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't, fam. In fact, you, you're going to be all right, all right? He doesn't yeah, have to you know, call. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, never, never mind. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, you're still a certified lover boy. You Come on, bro. Hop into your savage mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if savage mode doesn't work, go to savage mode too. Come on, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I am, of course, one half of your host, uh, Podcast P, a.k.a. the two-guard, a.k.a. the two-man. Why am I that? Because i got two phones that I only use one in this bitch, two laptops, but I only use one in this bitch, two microphones, but I only use one in this bitch. Um, and as of, you know, today at the time of recording, mm. and at least for the next 48 to 72 hours, two apartments, but I only use yeah, one. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. 
I'm lying. I'm lying. I can show you the keys. <laughs> They're gonna start taxing us. That's <laughs> fine. Clearly, making too much money from the damn podcast. Let them come. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I don't know if you remember that two chains album when he's talking at the outro. He said he's talked to Diddy. Diddy was like, "Yeah, they tried to tax me a million. I paid him a million and five, <laughs> just in case. Come for me, Rishi. Come, come. I slapped that nigga so hard. Anyway." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome to another edition of Two Stubborn Nigerians podcast. I'm, of course, as ever, joined by my illustrious co host, my co host, Des with the most Des. It's the guy that gave you the look, the bus name, the hook. That's our report sounds like Kex featuring Kex. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Track 79. Track 79. This should be a good one. This should be a good one. Um, I'm going to start off with this simple question, Paul. Okay. Did you see Diddy trying to fight the nigga from Power? I did. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. They make you smile as much as they make me smile. The nigga from Power don't want that smile. Bro. He doesn't want it. He doesn't. <laughs> Diddy's track history when it comes to fights. Diddy did had a fight with J. Cole. Bam. <laughs> J. Cole lost and then had to rap about it. That's what I was like. Bro, Diddy in a full Joker outfit. No, you don't want to fight. And you're not even you in costume. That. Two bit. Bam. I don't know that nigga's name. I'm gonna continue to call you two bit. Like you don't want that. Do you know what I'm saying? And that guy will just stand in there posted smiling, like, yeah, you don't want this smoke. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you want, don't this want this smoke. smoke. <laughs> Yo, Diddy is not the one. He is not the one. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, nah. Um, I'm excited for this episode, man. I'm excited for this episode. How you been? I've been I've been all right. I've been as good as I can be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's been a busy week, as I alluded to. I moved into a new place. I just got a new apartment. Um, I'm going to leave the floor wet. Man. I might walk around this bitch naked. Because nobody can tell me shit. <laughs> All right? I might just buy some books for decoration. Mm. Ain't nobody cooking, nobody baking. <laughs> Is that the first song you played once you moved in? What's the, no. what's the first song you played? Uh, Big Snow, Jeezy. Mm. Mm. I love that cheesy tape, bro. I love that cheesy tape. That was the first song I played with. I mean, it was big snow, cheesy. Yeah. But how important... Obviously, as someone who's moved, what, multiple accommodations... Multiple times, yeah. Multiple, at this point, apartments. Yeah. How important is that first day of music? No, it's today, first hour. It's important because, like, you got to set the... you got to move in. Mm-hmm. And you gotta set, and I know that sounds so simple, but you gotta set the vibe for your moving. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I move, I I got all of my stuff in here. Like, the time I finished getting, because I had that Monday, I was doing it while I was working, and so I got all of my stuff in here. Probably like seven p.m. Right. And so, and it's UK. It's already pitch black. It's dark. I still had work that I need to do that evening, but I needed to set this place up a bit so that like I could function in the space. Mm. And so you need something to get you through that because at this point you're tired. You lugging things up elevators from the car mm. up the elevator into the apartment that is so tiring. You don't realize yeah. how tiring that is until you stop, right? So now you got to unpack everything. You got to find the clothes you need for work tomorrow. All this type of shit. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, so it's very important, and I think I'm obviously like I said, I just like I said, I played Big Snow off Jeezy's <laughs> tape, which is a high energy song. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily like high energy. High energy music doesn't necessarily dictate high energy mood. Right. Okay. 
Like I'm the mm-hmm. type of person who I can listen to like Joe Scott R&B, Boys to Men R&B in the gym. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the vibe of the song in terms of how it makes me feel is more so what like gives me energy rather than the energy of the song, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what okay. I'm saying? So like, like I say, so that time I listened to Jeezy, like when I moved into, not the last apartment, because you were there, I moved into the last apartment. When I moved into like shit in DC, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was playing Snow Allegra. Mm. I was unpacking, I was unpacking my shit and moving mm. because I just need it. It's a good vibe album for me. It makes me happy, so right. it gets me through. So I think it's very important. The first song, the first album you play, especially if you're gonna be like unpacking, cleaning, moving shit around. It's key, mm. key. Mm. That's why I have cheesy tape. Yeah. Have you listened to that yet? I've listened to parts of it. I haven't had well, no, let, me, let me not say I haven't had the chance. I haven't listened to it fully because I had a realization about myself recently, mm-hmm. which I could have never predicted, but it is the case. And you know, I can't fight it. The facts are the facts. I can't drive and listen to new music. Fair. Yeah. Um, I never thought that would be the case, but for the most part, when I, especially if I'm doing like a very long drive. For the most part, I need to listen to songs that I can immediately sing along to. Yeah, I'm similar. I tend not to. It's only if I trust the artist who's releasing new music. Mm. Um, so like when Westside's Hit the West Time is 10 dropped, I listen to that in the car on my drive to work because mm. I trust Westside Gun with music. So I trust that I can listen to it. Like the first time I listen to this can be on my drive because I just trust Westside Gun. Um Whereas otherwise, I'm the same. I like something I can sing along to, something I'm comfortable with. Because yeah. it makes driving, like, a lot less tedious. Mm. Um, I think, especially, like you said, on those long drives. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, overall, the week's been as good as possible, man. Like I said, I've been busy moving, uh, busy with work. But, you know, I'm still here, dog. Mm. Come on, man. Let them know. Let them know. know. Me and all my niggas doing well. Mm. Doing well, doing dog. Well, dog. <laughs> you ain't from the city. I could tell. I could tell that. How's your week, though? Um, it's been busy, man. It's been busy. Um, obviously, just as I just alluded to, it's been a lot of driving, a lot of driving, ridiculous amount. Of mm, driving. You've been driving, Miss Daisy. <laughs> no, I don't drive passengers, you know. <laughs> Unless it's me, myself, and Miss Daisy. Mm. Damn, damn, is that the real meaning of the movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> um. <laughs> um Nah, I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of driving. So, um, obviously, that's that. It has positive, pluses and negatives. Negative being, every day I realise that having a car is the worst thing you can do to yourself. Price of diesel. Ah, Jesus is Lord. God, God. It will punish you every single time. Oh, my goodness. Every single time. God forbid your car needs servicing and something's wrong oh with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fam. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm thinking, how do we monetize this podcast further? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but it's been a good week, you know. um, Trials and tribulations come, but there's no testimony without the test, so we thank God at the end of the day. Um, Yeah, it's been decent. It's been decent. Um, um, You know, everything, everything outside of work has been moving in the right direction, so we thank God. Mm-hmm. We thank God. And the podcast is doing well as well. So podcast makes me happy. I like the content we've been putting out. I've been enjoying it. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been good. Good shit, good shit. What have you been listening to then this week? I've been listening to a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of R&B um, in different realms of R&B as well. Um, obviously, last Friday came and the world was losing their mind because, oh, Rihanna's back. Rihanna's back. Rihanna's finally back. She tricked you. I knew she was tricking you. Um Rihanna coming back on a soundtrack was never a good sign to me. Um, the song was cool. The song was cool, but I didn't understand why everyone was getting so excited the way that they were getting excited. Then the song came out and everyone was immediately disappointed um, because obviously it wasn't what they wanted from Rihanna coming back after however many years of her coming back, to which I would say the amount of years you're counting Rihanna being away for is... Probably too much because Rihanna's been on a few features between her last album and here, um, to which everyone enjoyed when those features came out. So this being the one that you guys thought was going to be her comeback didn't make a lot of sense to me. I get it if you put it in the context of thinking that she's going to be at the Super Bowl this year as well, or next year, should I say. Um, Maybe that could add to your excitement. But to me, I just... I took it as well. It was there's gonna be a song on the soundtrack for Black Panther? You know, I didn't. I don't see a world where Rihanna's turning that down. I don't see a world where most artists are turning that down, especially given the circumstances around that movie at the moment. Um, but yeah, Rihanna dropped. That was cool. That was exciting, but not as exciting as the world wanted wanted to make it out to be. Um, Scissor finally dropped. Ooh, Scissor dropped, and as I said last week, Scissor might be my favorite thing in R and B at the moment. Um, Finally dropped shirt. She seems to be restarting that promo run that she paused years ago at this point. So dropping the music video, then the music video has a teaser for the next song that's coming out along with the music video that might be accompanying it. Um, but yeah, shirt was amazing. It was everything I thought it was going to be. The music video is way better than I thought it was going to be um, based on the teaser that she dropped years ago. But that's to be expected. She said she wasn't happy with the music video and... She came up with something that I think she should be very proud of in terms of music video quality. Um, I've been listening to a lot and it's been on repeat, which is why I don't want to say, which is why I didn't want to say that I haven't had time for other albums, but Girls Night Out has been on repeat for me. Um, it was an album I was immediately excited about the second you told me about it last week. And yeah. It's lived up to everything I was I was hoping it would be, and I've been enjoying it thoroughly, thoroughly. Babyface with most of my favorite female artists, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, and then outside of that, I've just been listening to older playlists, man. Older playlists. I've been listening to my R&B car journey playlist, which is all the hits, all my favorite R&B songs from the golden era of R&B. The 90s to the 2000s. Um, 1999 to 2000. Um, and then I've also been enjoying my 2017 most played playlist. Because that's the playlist that brings me happiness. But what about you, man? What have you been listening to? Um, A lot, man. Obviously, it starts and it ends in one place and one place only. Westside Gun. Mm. Um, Hit the worst hammer is 10. Or 10. 
um, as it's, you know, dubbed because of these times that Kyrie <laughs> and Kanye have put us in. Um, but here the West Ham has 10, and boy, oh boy, it, it was a spiritual experience, bro. Like, the first time I listened to that, like I said, I listened to it in the car, in the morning, driving to work, and, like, just just at different points, I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Mm. Like, when switches on everything started, and I had LP's voice, and I was like, no way it's Run the Jewels on this track. And the, mm. the, the beat behind it was just heavenly. Literally sounds like pearly gates are opening. Like, that's the vision you get. LP's just rhyming, and, like, I was just like, God forbid Killer Mike is on this track. God forbid Killer Mike is on this track because Killer Mike will kill this. And lo and behold, there comes Killer Mike. Perfectly in the pocket, perfect flow for the beat, perfect cadence, everything just in time. And then obviously it's Killer Mike, so you know he's talking some real shit that's mm-hmm. just hitting. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. This song literally cannot get any better. But Raheem, mm. Raheem, yep. people at home, <laughs> I was wrong because mm. it got better. Raheem, ask me how the song got better. How did the song get better, man? All of a sudden, the gods started cooking. <laughs> Here yeah. comes Stove, man. Stove said, I, I, I think I'm killing them softly. I got a mm. hill of money like Lauren. Mm. I said, yo, this can't get better. Raheem. Yo. The song got better. Man. Ask me how the man. song got better. How did the song get better? Here man? comes Westside. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking, no, this can't get any better. It mm. can't. But Raheem. Mm. The song got better. How did it get better, man? How did it get better? All of a sudden, they cut the beat out. Okay. And let Stove go acapella for two bars to yeah, close long. it out. And I was like, no, this, long. Is, this is just... This is just long day, bro. This is just <laughs> obscene. Bam. Obscene. That's so. crazy. That's actually crazy. The Hitler Where's MS 10 is an album I've been meaning to get to. I haven't got to it yet. 10 is 10 is special, man. Hitler Where's MS 10 is special. Um, on top of that, obviously, you guys saw our, our track 78 in my lifetime. So this past week, um, Hove's um, album in my lifetime, well, you won. Turned 25, so I was listening to that a lot. I don't know if you, I mean, you probably didn't see it, but the discourse on 12, especially with the Ain't No Chicken page, mm-hmm. hilarious, because it's literally exactly what I was telling you about the discourse for, around that album, where, like, you'll have a whole section of the Hovengers who are like, oh, this is a classic. Make sure mm-hmm. we celebrate this album as a classic. Oh, these are the best songs. Here's why. And then everyone else be like, it's not a classic. It's great. Can a classic yeah. have a skip? It was so funny, because it was like... Um, he must have, like, Ain't No Jigger Page, which obviously, like I said before, many people think is Jay-Z's burner account. Mm-hmm. Must have been, like, album comes out, 13 out of 14, like, as in 13 songs out of 14 songs, this album are, like, legendary. Yeah. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was Rob Markman, so, like, the head of genius. Must yeah. have replied back, and it was just, like, which song are you saying isn't the one? And it was literally, like, um, <laughs> or, um, Sunshine, or mm-hmm. um, I know what girls like. Yeah. <laughs> and then underneath it, you literally saw everyone just replying, sunshine, girls like, sunshine, girls like, like literally <laughs> just those two songs, like everyone flip-flops on. Some people love one part, you'll love one, you'll hate the other. Like it's literally that type of flip-flopping. But 
So that was literally us, right? That was literally us. I told you, exact same time. <laughs> like it's it, that album is a confirmed classic because you everyone knows that's a simple debate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that album. We're recording this on the fifth. Tomorrow will be the sixth. It will be fifteen years from American Gangster. I'm hoping for releasing. So I was listening to that a lot this week, which was really dope. And then also I was listening to. Um, Obviously, in preparation for the upcoming two Southern Nigerian Awards end of year celebration, end of year extravaganza, not mm. to be confused with Jamie Foxx's album, um, not to be confused with Jamie Foxx's song, Extravaganza, off the album, Unpredictable. Mm. Um, what a fucking mm. album. Oh my goodness. If anyone can find that vinyl and wants to buy it for me, go for it. Um, but yeah, I was listening to, you know, a lot of the songs and albums that are made up this year for mm. me. Um, just to help formulate, you know, some of the nominees that may or may not be coming. Um, it's been a really good year of music. It's been a really good year of music. And one question I want to ask based off that is obviously, okay. we know what songs have made, songs, artists and albums have made this year, right? For us. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I could just read off some names, Burner Boy, Asake, mm-hmm. Addict and the Gold. Yep. West Ooh. side. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I could I could throw out Kendrick mm-hmm. Push. Mm. You know what I'm saying? DJ yep. Khaled. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but a question I had is what is a project, an album, a song, an artist that you discovered this year, but it's not from 2022, but it's made your year. So an example oh. for me, mm-hmm. um, I'll give you two off the bat, Poor Righteous Teachers. Okay. Life. Discovering that album, discovering that album, New World Order, discovering a single, Word is Life, discovering them as a group and the consistent presence they've been in my rotation throughout the whole year has just been like, I've, this year of music wouldn't have been as enjoyable to me without them. Mm. On top of that, one you may or may not resonate with, the song Something in the Way by Nirvana, which was featured in the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. That song has been, stayed in rotation for me all year. Right. On top of that, bro, I don't know about you, my nigga, but I stay running up that hill. <laughs> I stay running up that fucking <laughs> hill. Um, running up the hill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 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 I will be right. I am right. I stay running up every time I see a hill. Let me just start running, bro. If I could, I make a deal with God. I get to swap our places. My God. Yeah, you can pay taxes. Let me go. Let me go chill with Kobe. You pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> don't kill me. Um, that's a tough question, man. That's a tough question. Um, now when you say a song or artist that made my help make my year but isn't from this year can it be someone who i knew about previously i'd, be, I'd, I'd, I'd say something some something you discovered right and when you say discovered just so that we're on the same page here because it's someone like oh i didn't know about them at all and then no because i, knew I came K- across them. no i knew about kate Bush. yeah but I didn't have right. running up that hill. Right, okay. You know what I mean? All right. so. Yeah. Okay, in that case, um, yeah, it was finally time to stop sleeping and wake up 
and realize that when people spoke about black thought in oh, yeah. the in the light that they spoke about black thought about okay. yeah that was a reason that was a reason um waking up and realizing that black thought is 100 percent the guy that people say he is um was a revelation for me this year um thank you to him and danger mouse releasing cheat codes because that was really the gateway into that um larry june was a revelation for me this year revelation to me this year simba was a revelation to me this year um i'm trying to think what artists dropped this year that i discovered this year no i'm talking about people that didn't necessarily drop this year though that didn't drop this year so like music that that i just that you just found maybe oh this is one of those questions i wish i had preparation time for this question uh hold on give me a second um yeah i'll say those were probably the main ones even though they all released music this year i'll say the music that they dropped is what then led me to go back and listen to some of their older things so simba being one um shmino as well shmino is another person i haven't listened to the album he dropped this year I haven't listened to that album, but he's an artist who I was always somewhat familiar with, but I actually sat down and listened to more of his stuff. I went on his um for you page on um on Apple Music and just pressed play. So I can't tell you the names of the songs, but I enjoyed sitting down and listening to him and it made me actually say I'm gonna listen to the album. Um so that is on my list. I might come in here next week and start ranting about how much I love that album, depending on the quality of it. Um but yeah, nah, there's just those artists. So Black Thought, um, Black Thought, Larry June, and Simba would be my artist and Shmina. What's the most disappointing album of this year? The most disappointing album of this year? Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. The most disappointing album of this year. You're going to put yeah. me on the spot like that. Big facts. Golly. Um... The most disappointing album of this year. Probably, and this is... Ah, I feel like I'm taking the cheap way out, but I'm going to take the cheap way out anyway. Honestly, never mind. Okay. Um, No, I take it back. Renaissance. Mm. Man, Renaissance. your soul was broken? It was. It was, Damn. you know. Yeah, we're not going to act like my soul's never been broken. It stays broken. Mm. Um, <laughs> nah, it wasn't good. Um, that was an album that... I went into it super excited in general because it's Beyonce. And Beyonce typically doesn't drop projects that I don't like. Um, so I was happy. I was excited for it. I heard Break My Soul. I said, oh, this is weird. This isn't the normal vibe from Beyonce. But cool. Let's see what she does with this. And I listened to the album. And as I've said multiple times on this podcast already, I got to Church Girl and I had to turn it off, unfortunately. And I'm pretty sure that's like song number four if I remember correctly, or somewhere up there. Now, saying that, some of the songs from that album have made it to my ears, and I enjoy them a lot. I think it's, it's either they Alien... Sound, they sound better off the context of the album. They sound way better. I think it... Is it Alien Superstar, or is it... Cuff It. Cuff It. My goodness, that is a single and a half. If that was the lead single of that album, I probably would have given that album, like, ten more chances before I gave up with it. Um... Man, man, that is something. That is really special. 
But yeah, I'd say that's probably the most disappointed I've been this year when it came to music because the expectations just were nowhere near met. And it's very rare that an artist that I have high expectations for drops all the way down to, I can't listen to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even Drake, I wouldn't say I had the highest expectations when he just turned around one day and said, I'm dropping the album tomorrow. It's called On Never Mind. I said, Ah, you're just dropping it? Okay, it's not going to be great. You know, when he does a promo run, then maybe I can let myself get a bit hopeful for what it could be. Because Drake with preparation time is still someone who I have hope for. But if you're telling me a surprise album from Drake, ah, expectations are going to be so high. What was your most? Um, what was the album that disappointed you the most? Calvin Harris, Funk Club, Bounce Volume Two. That's fair. I didn't even. What's crazy is I was so excited for that album, and I just I didn't even fully listen to it. So I listened to it again maybe like two days ago as I was driving because um, mm. I saw it on my twenty twenty two album playlist. Like, wow, well, I haven't listened to this, and it's. It's not that it's bad. Again, it just doesn't hit the heights of one. I'd still be, mm. I mean, if, if Calvin Harris said tomorrow, I'm dropping Funk Wave Bounce Volume 3, I'd still, my excitement would still be through the roof. Like, I'd mm. still be excited because I know how great Calvin Harris is a, as an artist. I know how great he is as a music creator. And I know how great the artists that he would have featured on that are. Mm-hmm. But I think two just missed the mark a bit. I also think there's a there's an essence of like, the landscape of music has changed since volume one in 2017 and, and volume two this year. And even the, like the artists who are featured on it, the caliber is different, you know what mm. I mean? And, and so you hear that in the music, I think. So it was, it was disappointing that obviously it didn't hit the heights of volume one, which is just a, a cult classic damn near. And mm. just has some of the greatest, I mean, some of my favorite songs ever. Like, have you heard slide? My God. Like, have you, had, <laughs> like, have you had like, like what's the one with Big Sean and, and them? Oh, feels. Oh my goodness. Don't be afraid to catch feels. <laughs> oh my god. Don't be afraid to catch <laughs> these feels. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And Jesse yeah. Ray is closing it out. Talking about I oh my god. I'd rather be hard to love than easy to leave. Stop it. That was Stop. such a oh, that album. Man had, today. Man had Kailani and Lil Yachty on the same track. Oh my god, the album was genius. It was strokes genius. of genius on every single song. Genius. My goodness. I've never heard an album that more accurately represented how I feel about summer. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Do you slide on all your nights like Man, this? Till today, Paul. If I play that album now. Oh my goodness. The sky is grey in England right now. It will feel blue. It will, fam, cloudless sky, sun in the sky, cloudless palm sky. Don't be afraid to catch feels. Oh my god, don't be afraid to catch these feelings. Like, uh, yo, yeah, yeah, it and, works. And do you, you got to understand how, like, how much that is the antithesis of me, fam? Because I'm very much in the weekend's bag of don't make me make you fall in love <laughs> with a nigga like me. Nobody needs to fall in love. <laughs> I'm a bird. Like Nelly Furtado said, I always fly away. <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out Nelly Furtado. Shout out Nelly Furtado, bro. What's up? Cold. I'm like I'm a bird. Like a bird. I, always, I don't know where my home is. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at songwriting. Look at that. Yo. I need to go back and listen to that song. She was, Man, she was in a bag. <laughs> Yo. They don't make music like that no more. At all. Oh my God. 
but yeah that um that disappointed me it did it did it did mm. it did but like i said man if he literally came out tomorrow and said yo funk web bounce volume three drop in like next week and i saw the list of features i'm like bro i might my excitement would be through the roof because I, I he's still someone i trust implicitly mm. do you know what i mean that nigga made we found love yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's facts do you know what that i'm saying <laughs> like that's calvin harris we're talking about bro <laughs> fam i don't know i've just made myself think about it and i'm curious about what you would say with it is there an artist that are there artists that you trust and or distrust with the concept of surprise release? Yeah, the concept of surprise release. Mm. Yeah. Like Cole. no promo. Cole? Yeah. Is that early? Early one? If you uh, ask the only top one that comes to mind. Top three. I trust mm. Cole. I trust I trust Westside. Mm. And I trust Future. You trust, trust Future with a surprise release? 100%. No okay. promo, no nothing. No just I'll no drop an album tomorrow. Yeah. All future needs to do is wipe his Instagram page. Once he puts that to once he clears his Instagram page, it goes to zero. Uh-huh. I trust him. That's I, <laughs> we're, we're there. We're there. I trust him. And the reason I say those three, especially, like even Westside, especially, is because the release may be a surprise, mm-hmm. but the but the the work that went into it is still normal. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. trust them to respect the process mm. all the way through. Even with Beyonce, like, I trust her to respect the pro. Like, we don't like that album, mm-hmm. personally, both of us, but we both have said, like, there are songs when you hear them now, you're like, oh, shit, this is amazing. I think, like, Cuff It, like, I was going to disagree with you with what you said. Like, I think Cuff It is one of the best songs this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember hearing it when I listened to that album. Do you know what I mean? But mm. when I hear it now outside the context of that album... And I just hear it as a single. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. Mm. Same with Break My Soul. Same with Alien Superstar. Like, there, there, just, there are songs I hear off the album where I listen to them. Like, this is ridiculous. This is amazing. But then when I listen to, when I listen to the full album start to finish, nothing stood out. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? But I trust Beyonce to respect the process of creating an album. Do you know what That's I mean? Fair. Kendrick mm. didn't do a surprise album, but if Kendrick drops a surprise album tomorrow, I yeah. would trust the process that Kendrick put into creating that project. Mm. Whereas to use, you know, another example, which I think maybe drew that question, someone like Drake, I don't trust Drake for this process to trust the process of the album. I don't mm. trust Ye to, the, to respect the process of creating, crafting an album at this time. Like there are other artists who I just don't have that level of trust with them. Because mm. I don't, I, I don't think you're putting in the work to craft the album in the way that you need to. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's something that made me um incredibly nervous, incredibly nervous for the release of her loss because, as you said, I don't really trust Drake when it comes to ah, I'm releasing an album next week. Are you guys ready? Like ah, are you releasing an album next week? Why so soon? Have you really thought about this? Have you really like gone through your ARs and have they told you where to put the horns? Are you they haven't? Have Maybe you tried uni? <laughs> don't disrespect them right now. Are you thought about you, Cass? It's not too late. It's not too late. My mom went back to school at 45. You can do it at 39. <laughs> nah, I was nervous. I was that nervousness was somewhat settled when they pushed it back an extra week. 
And then, yeah, the album came out. The album came out. Have you listened to it? Yep. What do you think of it? It's too long. doesn't need mm. to be an hour long. It's unnecessarily too long. Um, it's unnecessarily too long. And there's not enough 21 Savage. And mm. they... It, it, it. So I didn't know this. When I was listening to it, and I was getting towards the back end of the album, I was thinking to myself, I haven't heard enough of 21 Savage, especially because of how great 21 Savage is on Rich Flex to open up that album. That is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. And then how great he is on 3AM in Glenwood to close out his portion of the album. Like, that is fucking ridiculous. And I was going through, I was like, there's not enough 21 Savage on here. And it's just funny that when I like finally finished my drive to work, I got to the office, I pulled out my phone, I went onto Instagram. The first thing I saw was a post from Hip Hop Numbers. You've broken it down. Drake raps 66% of the time on that album. Man. 21 Savage is like at 20 something and the rest of the percentage is features. I'm like, that is that discrepancy is huge and you mm. feel it. And especially in a period of time where, and I don't think this is a hot take. I don't think you will either. Maybe people outside will. At this time in their careers, 21 Savage is a better rapper than Drake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't, that discrepancy, even if Drake is the bigger, is the bigger and maybe the better artist, that discrepancy shouldn't be happening on an album which is predominantly rap. 21 mm. Savage, there needed to be more 21 Savage. Mm. I want to address some of the controversy about this album, if I can. So I want to hear your thoughts on it first before I get to that. So what, what's your, what, what, what were your thinkings on the project? On the project as a whole? Um, I liked it, man. I liked it in general. Um, I somewhat agreed. There were parts where I was like, I haven't heard 21 in a while. Um... And then when we did hear 21, it was like, oh, man, 21 is a man. Like, he is so good at what he does. It's ridiculous. Um, but I liked it, man. I don't. I think um, in terms of, like, what we got from Drake, it was probably... It was probably... Ah, I'll put it on the same level as how I felt when I listened to Certified Lover Boy. I know you weren't a fan of Certified Lover Boy, mm-hmm. but... As someone who liked Certified Lover Boy and was happy with what Drake did on that, I felt the same thing here, probably to a higher extent even, because there was less songs where it was like, you didn't need to put this on. Um, length of time-wise, I probably didn't feel it, just because when I listened to it, it was one of those, I was in a busy busy state of mind anyway, so I didn't really feel how much time was passing. Um, maybe if I was listening to it in a different environment where I wasn't busy, I would feel that, but... We're yet to fill that, so I won't comment on that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I enjoyed the album. And yeah, I was happy with it in general. Happy with it in general, for the most part. I should say, because I realised I didn't address it. I too, I was happy with it for the most part. My only, my takeaway with it being too long was that this is too long. If it was shorter, it would have been better. Mm. Drake does sound, um, to my ear, rapping a lot better than I've heard him in a long time. There was a lot of periods on this album where I was like, this is why, if anyone comes to me and says that Drake is the best rapper of his generation, I'll say there. There's a lot of moments on the project which make me say that, where he's like, yeah, this is who he is. This is him mm-hmm. rapping. I want to address the controversy around it. The nigga needs to grow up. He needs to grow the fuck up. I didn't like... I, I Bro, I listened to the album. I don't even... To this day, I can't mm-hmm. tell you what song the Meg bar is on. I okay. can't, t- yeah. I can't even tell... So I, I, in my head, I didn't even hear that bar when I was listening mm-hmm. to the project, which tells me it's a shit fucking bar on a shit fucking song because it didn't even stand out, right? And I think it's sick. I think it's disgusting. And I think he's a fucking idiot for that. And I don't think off that alone, like I said, I didn't even hear the song. I didn't mm-hmm. even hear the bar. Off that, I'm not, I probably won't go back and listen to the album for real because of that. Because I hate 
I've hated people doing that like since that incident with Megan Tory happened. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Two, grow the fuck up. The exact same shit we said about both of us came on this podcast and said about that nigga on Mr. Right Now when he was mm-hmm. like, that was back when I used to fuck with Scissor. Wait. The exact mm-hmm. same shit I'll say here. Serena Williams is a married woman with a child <laughs> and you're calling her husband mm-hmm. a groupie because he goes and supports his wife at her tennis games. Mm-hmm. Bro, like you are closer to 40 than you are to 20. Like, can you grow up? <laughs> bruv like all of this like calling out yo like oh that was back when i was with you know what's her name rihanna type shit when you were 26 was cool mm-hmm. when i was 16 do you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but me i'm 25 mm-hmm. you are you're you're nigga you're 30 like you're in you're about to be 40 bro <laughs> and you have a child right yeah mm-hmm. grow up we don't need like you need to genuinely like I feel like genuinely think he needs to grow up from this because mm. it, it's just childish and but he has such a strong fan base and such a strong fan base that like is in love with every single thing that he does mm-hmm. that he'll he'll continue to do this till he's fifty five. No, yeah, he probably will. Probably. What I will say, um, I agree with the Serena point. There's a lot of points on this album, especially on this album, but it's Drake does it all the time, so it's hard to like. It's hard for me to keep on holding it against him. At some point, I just accepted it. Um, where he'll, like, as you said, he'll be like, oh, I used to mess with this person. Or when I mess with this person and this happened, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, we've had this from you. Your music isn't really necessarily maturing. And that's the one thing I hold... No, that's one of the things I hold against Drake now is that I'm not seeing that mature maturation process with his music. Um... What I will say about the Meg thing, the Meg bar, because I caught it when he said it, but I'm not sure if I caught it. I I knew it was coming anyway because I had already seen it in the morning before I started listening to the album. Um, But I think from what I've seen, a lot of places are taking it out of context. And when I say out of context, the bar isn't... I don't think he necessarily should use that bar because he knew what he was doing when he did the bar. but a lot of people are putting it, a lot of people are posting it and saying that, oh, he's basically like calling Meg a liar here. Where the bar in its full context has nothing really to do with Meg. It just plays on the fact that, oh, this event happened to Meg and I'm using the event to talk on this other event. But I don't know how to explain it. If you hear the bar in context, it's basically calling another girl a liar for saying that, that she it. gets model shoots yeah, and but that in itself like using Meg's situation mm-hmm. which isn't resolved she's openly said how traumatizing that shit was on multiple mm-hmm. occasions for clout when you yourself as a rapper are clever enough to to get your point across doing it a different way mm-hmm. you don't no, need to yeah. exploit that situation it, it's it's corny yeah it's one of those i'm not i'm not justifying it but it's more so I think the way that it's been reported on, I haven't liked the way it's been reported on because it's been very, um, it's clear that people are reporting on it to make it seem like something that it isn't. It's corny, but it isn't necessarily a direct like attack, if that makes sense. No, it's, it's been not reported. Yeah, it's, not it's been reported. Attack. The way it's been reported, the way I've seen a lot of people reporting it, has been damn near like, oh, Drake said this directly to Meg, and it's that's not the case. Like, if you're well, going to report say, on it, 
Reporting what accurately. Will, what I will say though is if Meg feels attacked, then it's an attack in this situation. Um, but like I say, I, I felt like that was corny. And it, again, especially the Serena bar more than anything, it took away from the fact that, bro, you're really rapping good. Mm. Like you were really, like it was enjoyable rap from him. Mm. For, not the most, but for a good portion of this project. Do you know what I mean? And so I was like, you don't need to still, bro, like you don't need to still do this, King. But like, it was... you, 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 you're a king, well, half of a king. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was, um, it was a messier album than I expect from a 36 year old man. Um, <laughs> like from time that I saw, I woke up in the morning and saw drum reply it. Drum doing videos saying, "Yo, why are you, why do you still mentioning this fight from two years ago?" Which I didn't even catch at the time, but once I saw the bar, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that is a direct act to like the his situation with um, with um, drum. It's just messier than it needs to be, you know, like." I think Drake needs to rely on the antics as much as he may have needed to when he was starting, when he wasn't, when people didn't have him as the best rapper in the world. Even though I don't think he is, but majority That's of people, if you ask today, if you ask majority of people today, as in random people on the street, who's the best rapper in the world, they're going to tell you Drake, whether they're right or wrong, for Drake to have that type of like status in the world right now, I don't think he should even think that he needs to go and rely on these antics. Are you talking about asking just random strangers on the street? Random strangers. As in people who don't know any better. I don't don't think you even get that answer. I think think you said, I think biggest, 100%. uh, But I think, like, if you ask random strangers on the street to name, like, the best rapper, I think, especially people who don't listen to rap, would just be like, I don't Mm -hmm. really listen to rap. I can't answer that question. I don't know. If you said biggest, 100%. If you said name a rapper, like if you went to random people on the street and say name a rapper, I think the vast majority, the name that they would come out would be would be with Drake. But to name Either way, best rapper, I don't think you would get that answer today. Either way, same point stands. Biggest artist, biggest rapper. Yeah, biggest artist, 100%. Best rapper. Either way, you, like, should be doing you shouldn't feel like you need to do, rely on... And on top of that, you're 36 with, with a child. Yeah. Grow the yeah. Hmm. All that being said, though, I wasn't mad at the project, man. I enjoyed the project. And... It wasn't terrible. It wasn't mm. terrible. It would have been a lot better if there was more 21 Savage on there. Yeah, that's facts. That's just pure fact. Just from the small sample size we got in that album, it would have been better. Especially the way they promoted it. Them doing the time, sitting next to each other to do a tiny desk. Them announcing the album coming out together. It just felt like it was going to be more akin to... um. Oh my gosh, what was that album? What a time, um, to, be what a time to be alive. It felt and like it was what, be um, And why was what a time to be alive so great? Because Future, who at the time was a better rapper, stood out like he was there. The whole way is that true? Yeah, Future is the best rapper in the world in 2015. I don't know if that's true. Future is the best rapper in the world in 2015. I don't know if I don't think you can just keep on repeating that to me and I'll agree. I don't know if what, that's what, true at all. What, what would make that, what would I have to show you to make that true to you? I don't think there's anything you could show me to make that true to me. So then it's that a was, we need to have. Yeah. I don't know. I think you've made a statement there like it was facts, but I don't know if it's necessarily a fact. Again, I asked you, what could I show you to prove that? You've said nothing. So it's, there's nothing we can say because I like I'm not the only person who says that is what I'm saying to you. Yep. So that was a tweet. September 30th, um, 2022, by somebody named at J M E B B. 
BK. Mm-hmm. No idea what that means. <laughs> um, the tweet says, and I quote, Post Malone, I fall apart, dot, 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 hasn't got a video, full stop. Whoa. I still vex off that, full stop. Now, it's been retweeted by someone called, um, let me just get this up just to make sure it's fair. At 210LU. No idea what I mean. Um, <laughs> I completely co-signed that. It starts with a video and it, it makes me vex, right? So the question is, what song doesn't have a video that pisses you off, bro? Oof. That's crazy that that song doesn't have a video. Oh, my, you can see it in your head, right? That. I can see I don't it in agree. my head. <laughs> Because that's easily the best song off that album. Oh and my, I won't, I fall there's apart. no discussion to be had. Fam. I fall, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I understand that I was screaming in the shower. <laughs> I was like, oh, I fall apart. Oh my God. What song does not have a music video? This is a tougher question for me. Because as much as I enjoyed the occasional music video here and there um i wouldn't say i live by them or live off them and keep it's up more deep. it's more so the way i look at it is like you see when i say like when i saw that tweet and i saw i follow apart doesn't have a music video it was crazy to me because in my head i mm-hmm. can see a music video for i fall apart i can see what that mm. should look like do you know what i mean yeah so is there mm-hmm. because even for me like for example technically Rick Ross and Jay-Z's Devil is a Lie has a music video, technically. Right. But mm-hmm. I can see in my head what that video should have been, and it's not the one that they've produced. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. is there a song where you're like, man, I could see what the video for this would look like in its perfect form, and they haven't got a video at all, or the video that they have doesn't make sense to the song that is out there? There's one I can think of. Is uh is what I can think of. It makes me sad because we can't get a music video for it now. But at the time, I was like, they need to make a music video for this ASAP because this is the one. Um, XXX Tentacion and um, Joey Badass had a song together on their album on XXX Tentacion's album, the Question Mark one. And the song is. Infinity eight eight eight. Oh my god! If there was ever a song that needed a music video, it was that one because, especially going off of Joey's aesthetic, Joey's New York aesthetic, and the way that that song plays, those two could have played off each other so well in what would have only been the music video for like what one or two minutes, but that music video could have been cold. That was one of those songs where. If ever there should have been a music video, it should have been that one, especially given XSX Tentacion's reputation at that point for what he would do with his music videos. Like, he would always go crazy with his videos. Like, every time he did a video, it would, it would trend. It would trend automatically because he was doing the video and he would do crazy stuff in the video. I think that could have been a cold music video. Do you have one? Um... Well, I have a couple. Mm. Like, I, like I said, the Devil is a Lie music video needs, it shouldn't have been the one that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, the Devil is a Lie music video should have been so much better. Mm. It essentially should have been like closer to the Otis music video. Mm. And I say closer to the Otis music video, I more so mean they should have just been driving around in fast cars. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And just rapping their verses and just stopping off random places and rapping their verses. Because just the energy of that song. Yeah, that should have been that video. Um, mm. Nobody off Mastermind as well. Mm. That, I, I don't understand how that doesn't have a video. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Yo, question. Mm-hmm. Question. Does Isaiah Rashad? Yeah. Does Isaiah Rashad have a music video for Rose Gold Rope? No. That's insane. That's insane. Because I can picture that music video now, especially coming off of Oh my God! And I meant to mention this last week. Was it last week I meant to mention this? I think it was last week I meant to mention this. Um, but we did a short episode, so there wasn't really space to. Um, but especially coming off of um Absol's music video for Do Better and seeing how he approached that one. I think Rose Gold Rope could have had such an amazing music video given the tone of that and the messaging of it. Would have been and the way AA. that they huh? I think it would have been better for AA. I take it. Been crazy point, for AA as well. Yeah. It would have been crazy for AA as well. But I do whilst I'm on the topic here as well, I do want to mention um if I know mm, do I want to mention I will mention it fam do better is so much better than I thought it was originally mm-hmm. especially with the messaging of what was going on in Absol's soul life and in what his soul no, you were right life. in his soul what was going in on in Absol's soul. soul fam like I don't the way that these rapper deaths have been shaking me I can't imagine like I think that death would have I would have I would have been a mess. I don't think I would have been able to like do anything productive for weeks had what Absol was referencing in his music video actually gone part gone through. I think I would have been devastated. Devastated. As someone who for years has always said Absol is my favorite member on TDE, I'm so happy. That as the song says, he's doing better. So shout out to Absol for that for real. Shout out to Absol, man. But yeah, I think Isaiah Rashad, a music video for either AA or Rose Gold Rope would have been crazy for Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, two more, and then we'll we'll head out of this one. Um, Cole Neighbors. Um, obviously he released the footage of them actually breaking into his house and put it on for like a one minute thing. But no, we need to say that's why it feels that's why it feels like there's a music video for it. There's not. There's not. (laughs) We need a recreation. I need a recreation. I need you walking into the house waving at the neighbor and the Mm. neighbor like, do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I I need I need the video. Do you know what I'm saying? I need Mm. something serious. Um, and then um Vince Staples jump off the roof. There's no music video for that. Nope. There should be, right? You feel like there should be, innit? I feel like that. Oh, do you know what it is? It's because we saw him live. We saw yeah. him performing live. Exactly. And there was a whole roof thing. Exactly. It looked like full... it, come oh, on. He is messing around. That, there He's playing. That. There should be a music video for that. Especially when the North North video is so perfect, where he's Bam. just sat in the back of the police car rapping the song. <laughs> perfect. Yo, does he have a music video for Loco? No. How many music videos does Vince Staples have? I like, so you know that nigga's lazy. You know, Man, I don't think he does music videos. And they got like three. <laughs> Shout out Vince Staples, man. Shout out Vince Staples. Album of the week. Album of the week. Today, we are once again talking that Grisada shit, but focusing on the first label. 
Armani Caesar was one of the first ever artists or albums we reviewed on this podcast, and 78 podcasts later, we're back to review her latest release, The Liz. A crafty, intricate, and clever lyricist, Armani is just as comfortable flexing her independence and bragging about her skills as she is flaunting her sexuality. With her debut Griselda release, The Liz, receiving overwhelmingly positive reviews and the succeeding two years seeing Armani further hone her craft with a steady array of impressive future verses, The Liz 2 represents her long-awaited follow-up and the latest album to take on to stuff The Liz 2 by Armani Caesar, released October 21st, 2022. It is 17 songs, 38 minutes and seven seconds long. It represents her follow-up to her debut Griselda release, The Liz, um, which I'm assuming will now be known as The Liz One, maybe, who knows. Um, similar sort of aesthetic, at least with the cover, with Elizabeth Taylor being, you know, um, portrayed on the cover with her third eye open. Mm. You know, we from this we can infer that she's seeing the world from a different point of view <laughs> now that she's at an elevated status. Mm. That's what I was inferring from the cover. I don't know about you. That's what I was. I, I really wasn't. You wasn't inferring that. Me the, I you, you, was, me the, you didn't see the third eye open. <laughs> nah. I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's right, crazy. Why did why the third eyes never have eyebrows? Because it looks so weird. <laughs> you no, know, but think about it. Like, why do my other two have an eyebrow, but my third doesn't? Nah, doesn't that look odd? Do you know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> if you have a third eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Right, and follow me here. Follow me here. You have three eyes, three yeah. eyebrows, three eyebrows. Yeah. Now, for whatever situation you're, for whatever reason, you're in a situation where you have to do the thing that the Rock does, where he does that. Oh yeah, yeah. How does that work with three eyebrows? It's still you just still do the one that's like you can actually. What do. does this eyebrow do? It what does. does it stay do still. You're it not, stays you're still. It stays still. It's every eyebrow has to do something in this. No, equation. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It has to. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. When the velocity is equal to the force, that doesn't mean that the the acceleration has to do something, bro. Get out. It literally does. You didn't do physics. You didn't do physics like me. You didn't do physics like me. The list two, Armani Caesar. Um, longer waited. If by no one else, then by us. Um, we obviously reviewed um, The Liz on our first ever podcast, um, the intro. Um, usually I would typically, usually we would say, you know, go back and check that out, but please don't. Um, yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Re- I was so embarrassed when, when Armani said you were going to check that episode out. So, oh, yeah. bro, re- realistically, <laughs> I'm, realistically, I'm going to take it out of circulation at some point soon, because like, it, it's just not it's just not a good representation of who we are and what we could be. Um, so thankfully, we've grown past that. But yeah, man, her, her, her next release off um, of Griselda, um, long anticipated, long awaited. Um, we were both excited when it was released. Obviously, got pushed back due to some sampling issues, but as is the way these days. Um, but yeah, I was really looking forward to this one and it's here. So let's not waste, you know, any time. I think let's just get straight into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take away, brother. What, what are your 
when you listen to it, you know, what stood out? What were the themes for you? What did you pass man. out in your listening experience? Man, Armani Caesar was hooping. She was hooping. Um, I enjoyed it off the rip, man, off the rip. I think, um, I will get into it when we get into some later categories, but um, there were certain pockets on this album where I was just like, this is why I was anticipating this album so much. This is why I was so excited for this album to be here and me to be able to listen to it. Because when Armani Caesar shines, she like she shines bright. It's crazy. Um, I think the way she started this album off was insane. The way she finished it off was fun. And throughout it all, like it just it worked. The whole album worked for me. It was one of those albums where it just worked. It just worked, you know. There's not much I can say other than it worked. Everything worked to better everything else, if that makes sense. Her style of rapping worked for me. The aesthetic that she brought to this album worked for me. It's the aesthetic that she loves as well. And I'm, we're going to get into it later as well, but I'll mention it now. Um, she She's one of those artists who, similar to what I say with Rick Ross, but completely different. She thrives when she has a cinematic beat behind her. It's the reason why I say Rick Ross and the Justice League is one of my favourite one of my favorite things in music, like when he hops on the Justice League beat, it's crazy. Um, and when the Liz hops on the cinematic beats that she hops on is insane. But the difference being is that the type of cinema is completely different. Like when you get it from Rick Ross, it's oh, I feel like I'm in Miami or sunny LA and I can see the palm trees around me and everything, and Rick Ross is there rapping. When the Liz does it, it feels like a mafia movie. And that's why I mess with the most, like throughout this whole album. Like she, she keeps that type of vibe while she's just there talking her shit, and she's like she's really talking. And I, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't say she gets into anything that's too too deep or too too like crazy personal, or maybe I missed it. But even her just like talking, like saying, "Yo, I'm here. I'm the best. Like, I'm 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 her." I felt it the whole way through, man. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. I think you're right, but you're wrong. And that's just on your last statement in terms of um, not getting into anything too, too deep. Um, I think she does, but not a lot, not often. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. Um, I agree. That aesthetic definitely comes through. Um, the sort of the mafia survive mob boss. She's a diva. Um, yeah. She's a diva. There's a reason a song is called Diana after Diana Ross. There's a reason a song is called Paula Dean after Paula Dean. There's a reason she, you know, uses Elizabeth Taylor on the cover. Like she's a diva. She likes those divas. Um, that's that's the aura that she likes to give off. That she's above all of this. And you know, she's first lady Griselda. She's queen, and she raps like it. She raps very. She's very comfortable throughout this project, um, and that's both in her rapping skill like the the aura that she gives off is one of comfort like she's very comfortable in the pocket she's very comfortable in the flows and then in terms and then more meta she seems very comfortable in like who she is at this point as an artist i think she feels comfortable that she's established herself um again Mm -hmm. maybe that's based off the 
successful two-year period between albums in terms of the the work that was put out there through features and whatnot um and i feel that a lot and then just comfortable like i said comfortable in her position as the first lady of Griselda. you know i think what was it one of the first bars on the album maybe where she was like you know i'm from a team full of mobsters and and Mm. yeah like i'm from a team of mobsters and she's comfortable in that she's comfortable with the people who are around her she understands those people and and she understands how to move in that room and she's comfortable there because she's been from it she lives it and yeah comfort was really what stood out for me is like she was just very very comfortable in who she is and telling you who she mm. is throughout this um is what i got and so what do we think of the rapping and the lyricism of Miss Armani Caesar on this project. It was good. It was good. It was great. Um, she lives up to the Griselda quality, I think, in terms of there's no moment where you're like, ah, this isn't great. Let me go to the next one. Every moment is outstanding in terms of like just rapping ability. Um, she's just so, she's good at it, man. She's good. As I said, when she's there talking to her shit, it's like, I just enjoy the way she puts it together, man. And it's not even like she'll be doing the craziest wordplay every single song to make you, like, you have to catch it and, oh, this went over my head. And that's not to say she isn't. She might well be. And there might be a lot of things that I'm missing, which may even mean that this is better than I even thought it was. But for what I did catch, it was like, she's just great. She's, She's great at what she's doing. The confidence is clearly there. Like, as you said, the comfortability is clearly there. Like, it doesn't feel... It feels like there's a difference between the Liz and Hit and the Liz 2 in that it just feels like she's doing what she just does here, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know how to explain it. There's just a difference in vibe. There's a difference... I think in experience. You can hear the difference in experience here. Um... I think the way she jumps from, even the way she started off the album, the way she jumps from beats like and how she raps on Paula Dean, to how her approach is on Diana, two different things, two completely different songs that necessarily wouldn't usually make sense, right? One after one after the next, but I think she makes it work just on how she approaches it, how she feels comfortable on every single beat she hops on, is crazy to me. Like the way that she starts dying out is crazy. Like live fast, die rich. I'm a super bad bitch. Like yo, it just works. It works. Like talk your shit, queen. It just works, fam. Like just talking. The way she talks that shit is unbelievable to me. Like I, I haven't enjoyed someone talking that shit like this since Joey did it earlier this year. That's how I feel about this album. Like, that's the level. That's why I enjoy it. I don't always enjoy when people just come onto an album and they're just, yo, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. This is why everyone should love me. You have to do it in a way that feels good to listen to. And those two are like, for me right now, they're the shining lights of 2023, 2022, of talking that shit and making it just feel good to listen to. This year I'm on the same shit, but way ill. I wanna talk about who I rap way wanna talk about who I rap way better than fuck a female better named niggas. Oh Bank my account God. looking good as hell, like a BBL, how it changed figures. 
I said in the intro that she's like a cut, she's very clever and intricate with her wordplay and mm-hmm. metaphors and similes that she likes to throw out there. Like she's like female Bugsy Malone. Like the way she throws yep. shit out there is very clever, very intricate. And she's not like a scheme rapper. She's very much a wordplay rapper, which I think is um dope. And um Again, I think she's just very comfortable in her rapping. She gets that across in in all that she says, all that she does, all that she says. But then I think, and why I said at the beginning, where you're like, you know, she doesn't necessarily go into anything too deeply personal here. And where I said, I think you're right and you're wrong on that, is I go to Survival of the Littest. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that song, which is just one long ass verse where she's rapping and she's really rapping about her life and times that have come up without you really noticing you know you do have to pass through it a bit to find these little things that she's you know alluding to in this verse like it starts off like I said my roster filled with bosses and monsters niggas gave me game turned me into a monster like that's factually what's happened to Anne Griselda right now right and then mm-hmm. you go deeper into the verse when she's like you know Depression almost killed me. Used to wish I had a different life. You know, turned a Bonneville mm. to a Benz. Was strip was a was stripper turned rapper for it was a trend. Like mm. that, she's really telling about the shit that she was going through. Like the depression of not making it and needing to make it. Like wishing she had a different life, and now she's actually come to be living it. That whole was a stripper turned rapper for it was a trend. Hey man, is that a Cardi B diss? I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to that level, Raheem? No, we're not. Okay, hey, I was just asking the question. I'm just an interviewer. Um, but even going further than that, streets taught me everything a college class couldn't. Mm-hmm. But streets taught me everything a college class didn't. I was C- CLS Benzin, probably why I didn't finish. I understand that. If I had a CLS Benz, I probably wouldn't have focused on my law degree too yeah fam you You couldn't tell me anything to be honest yeah like genuinely can't tell me nothing like come cold Mm -hmm. like i walk like i walk around with i with low iron pussy grip dick like slow tight like snow tires (laughs) i'm like yo it's all your shit queen but again it's under it it, she's really taking you through but again it's also that comfort level of where she's grown to and where she Mm. is and it really shines through i think um in her rapping and her rapping Production-wise, a lot more, in my opinion anyway, until the end of the album, but a lot more low-key than the Liz, a lot more, the Liz one, um, in line with the Griselda aesthetic, but there is no Mac-10 for everybody on here. Mm -hmm. There is no Simply Done on here. Mm -hmm. Um, Those more up-tempered, up tempo sort of vibe there is no answer obviously off conway's album um Mm -hmm. on here it's a lot more cinematic in the more mafioso vein the production and a lot more of that low-key low tone griselda type aesthetic for me which i think works Mm. i think works It, it 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 adds to the cohesion it helps the cohesion and it adds to that um I'm, I'm just going to keep using this word, so I apologise to you and the people at home listening, because you'll probably be bored of this word by the end of it, but just as to the comfort level that she's mm. alluding throughout this album to me. Um, that's how I viewed the production. Mm. Yeah, now, when it came to the production of this, um, I think she did like a good job of flipping between, not the typical, she's flipped between, I don't use the word typical, I don't want to use that, 
Um, but like the Griselda, Griselda sound, which is more in line to what you hear on um Paula Dean, more in line to what you hear on Hundred Dollar Cup Hiccup. That's like more so ah, yeah, it feels like Alchemist is behind this. I don't know if Alchemist is behind this because I couldn't necessarily find all the producers who produced all the songs. Um a lot of the sounds Alchemist produced, I will say that. Um it's not. It's not. Yeah, you do that. Produce... Though. <laughs> I just assume. I'd be assuming, man. The title of the hip. Um, who did produce? Who produced um, Paula Dean and Hundred Dollar Hiccup? Camouflage Monk produced Paula Dean and Hundred Dollar Hiccup was Danny Lafleur. Danny Lafleur. Hmm. Interesting. Wow, so what? how many did, did Alchemist work on this at all? Probably not. Wow. Wow. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah, no. Nah. I think she flips from she flips from the more no, sorry. She flips from the more Griselda sounding beat to the more cinematic like mob ties type beat. Like, I think it's it's so impressive to me. And I think I've realized now that I love her on those cinematic beats. And I didn't necessarily know that before because I don't love everyone on cinematic beats. But her on cinematic beats, I think it brings the best out of her. I think her on Dino made me like 10 times more excited for this album than I thought I was going to be at any given point. Like I was really excited for it. Once I heard that, once I heard Dino, I was like, wow, wow, okay this might be something crazy. Um, shout out to the thing as well, whilst we're on this, um, whilst I'm talking about Diana, shout out to Kodak Black, who I think did his thing on Diana. Um, unsurprisingly so, we all say with Griselda features, everyone always comes to play. And I don't think he's an exception to that at all. Um, but yeah, man, every time she hopped on, every time she hopped on the cinematic beat on this album, I was wild. She did it on Diana, she did it on, um, Oh my gosh, what's the song? What is the song? One second, let me find it. Queen City. Oh my god. Queen City. When I first heard Queen, I was like, wow, this is the one. This is the one. And it's just those type of beats there where I'm like, it brings the best out of Armani. And I think them those two together, Armani's ear to even know like how to like flip from white rapping on one to the other so seamlessly and for them to be able to go together so cohesively for it to go from a survival list to Queen City to Liz um Liz Club Claiborne Jr. one and two different 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 it's super impressive to me man. All right man um then what's your top three songs what what songs give you you know that cinematic feel or what songs do you do, are you are you loving off this project? Um so my top three in reverse order from three to one please from three to one and this is tough three is the toughest one because i have a moment from this album that is probably my favorite moment from this album but it lasts 20 seconds and has two like two lines in it um and that's the skit so i want to put this here as an honorable mention as i love that i don't know why i love it it's just fly god like yo that is nothing, it's nothing, it's literally just a little bit of beat in the middle of the album, but it just 
it feels so angelic. The way that everything crescendos up, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but I can't put that in my top three because not really a song is a skit. My top three songs would go Method Mary. Method Mary. Um, again, if we're talking about the vibe of um the vibe that that production gives me in terms of the cinematic type, um, this is one of those man, and I love it. I love it. I love the way that she hops on it softly. I love the messaging. Like even her just say, "Yo, if ever you were driving your dirty, I'd hold the gun. I'd hold the drugs." And I'm like, "Yes, you would, Armani. I believe you. I believe you." Like this is. I love Armani season. I love it. Like yo, this is it's special. Man. This song is crazy, fam. Even the way on Method Mary, and I might be talking to my, myself into putting this at number two. I think I probably am putting my, talking myself into putting this at number two. Um, the way she flips from the hook being so soft and gentle in the way it is to her going into her verses in that in the normal tone of voice that she comes in on the, like her rap with I love it I love it I love it and I think it shines so bright on Metha Mary it's crazy to me mm-hmm. um, I'll keep it at number three for now I think number two will be Queen City Queen City man if there was any song on this, I think this is the one where it made me realize that it's cinematic, but in a different way to what I usually mean by the word cinematic. It made me feel like I was driving through New York City, dead of night, street lights randomly illuminating my face. Like she does a really good job of painting a vibe. It is amazing. It's, it's and then catchphrase. You don't have to do that. <laughs> What's that catchphrase? Painting pictures or words. Found she paints that's exactly what she does. She paints pictures with words. She paints pictures with words, man. Is that a catchphrase? That's not I've, a I've been saying it since since podcast two, so shit, nigga. <laughs> man, nah, she does such a good job of it, man. And I'm a massive fan of it here. Um, Queen City is my number two, and then the number one, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone. Diana blew me out of the water. Um immediately made sense why pretty much all the promo she did on the days leading to the release was of her filming the music video for Diana with Kodak. Um it's special man that song that song if any I not to put it sometimes I'll turn on an album and then I'll decide halfway through it that you know I want to listen to something else. Diana is the type of song that once I get to that I'm locked in for the rest of this album now. I'm not, you, you have my full attention. I'm here to stay. Like Diana is one of them, is one of them. I'm a massive fan of it. Um, I think it, it sets you up for the movie that's ahead, man. It sets you up for the movie that's ahead and I love it. I love it. So Diana's number one for me. That's dope, that's dope. I got honorable mention to El Puro. Honorable mention to El Puro and shout out Comrade the Machine. In rare, in rare form in 2022, man. Rare form in 2022, so shout out Conway. Mm. Um, my top three, in reverse order, at three. I've been flip-flopping as you were talking, but I'm going to go Mel Gibson. Okay. Mel Gibson's at three. Mel Gibson's at three. I love um, her flow and her rap on that. She's really in her web, wordplay bag. I, I just love it. Like, the way she flips in. Like a J hits my window, take a pull on the end of candy lady baby. I got drugs by the shitload. Cook a mm. brick, hook, hook a steak up. I'm official. I just love it. 
I absolutely love it. I love the pocket. I love the flow that she used for that for that song. Beautiful. And again, she's just comfortable and talking her shit in that comfort. Uh, two, hey man, you should have talked yourself into it. I got Meth and Maria too. Um, mm. I thought it was beautiful. I agree with you. The juxtaposition between the hook into the verse was just sensational. And then it's not like she isn't talking some shit in a verse again. Yeah. Her, her lyricism means that every verse is always going to be fun to listen to there's always going to be shit that she's talking about which is really interesting and keeps you hooked um so i absolutely love that and then like i said the juxtaposition between the hook and the verse chef's kiss and then number one man survival of the list i'm a storyteller i love stories i love when Mm. you can tell me a story and when you can tell me a story about your your come up you can make it personal um you can inform me on shit that i didn't know about you like her saying that she had depression based on the life that she was living and feeling like she needed, you know, she damn near killed herself because she wasn't where she wanted to be in life. You know, her, you know, sneak this and Cardi B saying I was a stripper some rapper before it was a trend. Like, hey man, <laughs> these are things we have to discuss. And, and I love that. Like, and then she's then flexing where she is now, like multiple streams, talking money, am I business, Amex Platinum spending them mm. at six figures you know what i'm saying god yep. i see what you're doing for others for real for real man <laughs> yeah here i am mm. rising energy bills inflation <laughs> at its highest point for 45 years interest rates high high as they've ever been diesel through the roof i hate you here <laughs> i hate you there's no reason for me to still be enjoying my diary i can't let me look up jobs in Dubai. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. I don't need to be in this field no more, bro. Let me go. Let me go to Dubai. Let me go be a train driver or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just. But I need one of these podcast labels to pick us up so I can quit. So I, can <laughs> I quit. just want to live easy. So I can quit. Move to, I don't know, move to like Idaho and just live off the fat of the land. You Bam. know what I mean? <laughs> That's Idaho. Lenny and George type five. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bunny farm. That's what I'm saying. Let me just let me just own a pigeon farm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me just farm pigeons. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out, bro. Yeah. A pigeon farm is super nasty. <laughs> we'll figure it out, bro. Like, let me, go, let me have a broccoli farm or some shit like that. Yeah. Produce. Let me eat off the fat of the land for real, for real. Take us to the scales, my friend. Man, the two Southern Nigerian album ranking scale goes as follows. I hate that I ever listened to this. Won't be listened to again. Whole lot of mid. Might stay in rotation for about a week. Pretty damn good. Serious project. And then either me or Paul can give it our 50% stamp of approval. If both of us give it our stamp of approval, the album will become 100% Too Stubborn Nigerian approved. Any questions? No? All right, let's get to it, man. Um, I would have to rank this album at Very Serious Project. I enjoyed it from song one to the song, um, well, to the end of the album. Um, is what I expected. You know, she met my expectations, if not surpassed them slightly. Um, it was it was a very easy one for me. You know, there was no reason for me to drop it any lower, and there wasn't necessarily anything that made me say, "Oh, this is an instant classic." But it might be one of my 
one of my it's probably up there in terms of my favorite project from this year um so for me it's a very serious project pretty damn good i'll go one step below pretty damn good um yeah similar similar reasons to, to everything you said i really like this project I, I do think there's i will question the replayability of it in the long term um but through its first two weeks in in the ether um that hasn't been a problem i can see it becoming a problem going forward but i do like this project and i think it is pretty damn good mm. Mm. so that's our Armani Caesar review. Um, the list too, man. What do you guys think about us about it? Let us know. You can let us know on our socials at Two Stubborn Nigerians. Um, that's on TikTok. On Instagram, it's two un, un yeah, at two underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians, and on Twitter it is at two s Nigerians. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Two Stubborn Nigerians. Cool, man. What do you have for the people this week? Let's talk about it. Um, it's another one, man. I, I want to give a shout out to Dami Oniru um, with the new EP, Matter of Time. This came out um, just this past week, November 2nd, 2022. It's six songs, 19 minutes, 15 seconds long. Uh, shout out to my good homie, Yasmin, who is um, managing um, Dami. And Yasmin and I went to six forms together. And let me tell you something. Yasmin managed our sixth form. Um, <laughs> Yasmin was the manager of our sixth form. But Yasmin, you'd be doing something foolish. Yasmin would just see you and she'd just look at you and she just, she'd give you that look where she's like, do you think what you're doing makes sense? And you just have to stop. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't get it through past Yasmin. And this is a project that she um, sent to us um, and, and wanted us to listen to and review. And I really love this project. I think it's really fucking good. Um, sorry, I shouldn't curse, but I think it's really fucking good. Um, <laughs> the songwriting, I love. I love the songwriting. I love her voice. Dam I love Dami's voice. I love the production. The whole six songs of this tape and the way it's put together. Like, this is my first time listening to her as an artist, and I'm excited for so much more. Um, coming out of the, the homeland. Mm. The homeland, the country. Honey. No, the country, the country of milk and honey. Oh, the wow. place where kings and queens are born. Wow. You know what I'm saying? My mm -hmm. father's land. Wow, straight from the source. Straight from the source. <laughs> straight from the source. My God. Um, of, of Nigeria. Um, this, is, this is really, I genuinely like, have a really fun and enjoyable time listening to this project because I, it really feels special. Like, it's really tantalizing. This is a great project. Like, the, the sound so aesthetically pleasing so sonically pleasing i cannot say i cannot i can't say more great things about this like i genuinely and me who's lexicon king i genuinely don't have the lexicon to, to big up how much i enjoyed this album or this project enough so if you hear this um dami just know that like on my end you've got a fan over here i can't wait to see what comes next and i'm really excited for whatever comes next but in the meantime just now i'm going to continue to jam this project non-stop and i think all of you at home should too that's dami oniru matter of time the ep oh man glowing ass review right there glowing ass review i need to go go get around to that album actually because i did see that um i think you sent it to me even you sent it to me to have a listen to i just haven't gotten around to it yet but 
that is one that I'm excited to listen to. Um, my recommendation for this week is Baby Faces Girls Night Out. If you haven't listened to it yet, um, you should definitely give that a listen. Pretty much all the popping ladies and music right now are on there just shining. Um, I loved it. I loved it, man. Um, from Ella May to um, Ari Lennox to Kalani to Doji. Like, yo, I loved everyone who hopped on there. Everyone shined. Everyone did their thing. Babyface was on there sparingly, funnily enough. I expected, like, I expected a 50-50 at first, similar to um, what we got on a table for two. But Babyface took more so of a step back and let people, other people shine. Um, and man, did they shine. Yeah, he was more so, I assume, on the production side of things and songwriting side of things. But, man, did everyone who hopped on this album shine. They shined bright like diamonds. Get the fuck out of here, though. This is not a hot take to you or I, um, but just so that people at home are listening, are aware. We've got a superstar on our hands in Dochi, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh like, my god! I, I know, I know you know that. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I'm saying that for the people at home. We got a superstar in our hands, don't you? Yeah. No. If you're not awake to what this woman is about to do in the industry, then you need to wake up immediately. Like every single time I see her do anything, is something that high quality. It's veterinarian moves that she like. She's making veterinarian stuff. Huh? Veterinarian, not veterinarian, but. What is veteran. it? Vet, veteran, that's it. Veteran moves. <laughs> corner a dog, dog. <laughs> oh, take us. <laughs> you see what I did there? Because you got that dog in her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I her that five minutes ago. <laughs> hey, man. Just like that. Just like that. That is track 79 in the books. So our next time recording the episode will be for track 80 i hope you guys are ready for that um who will record who will we review it next week do we know it's up for debate it's up for debate it's up for debate either way it'll be an album that i'm sure will be worth listening to um and a review that i'm sure will be worth listening to so um I'll be playing us out this week. I'm going to, well, I'm going to outro us with the Migos, um, where the late, great, great, great takeoff shined in what I think is his best showing as a rapper, Commando. Um, again, rest in peace to takeoff and thoughts and prayers for everyone who was close to him at any given point, man. Um, man. Thoughts and prayers to everyone who's mourning his death at all, even. But I just need everyone at home to remember that Nigeria never carries love. Yeah, no. Nah, for real. All my niggas on the rubber on commando. We the first one that came out with the bando. Talking about you got the elbow, what they going for? I'm about to start a start of niggas for that mega flow. We don't want to really came in with the kicking dough. Saying nigga, rubber set to the centerfold. Take off on the plug, I hit him with the finger roll. If you can buy the car, then what the fuck you rent it for? All of my niggas, they ready to get you and hit you and bitch you and never leave no witness to see you. And not you. Think about calling your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, the chopper hit you, having a seizure. I've been teaching.
bitchin' niggas lingo like I'm a teacher Mama see that she lookin' like a picture, I'm on a leash Fuck them up with the dance, so we goin' up on the feature All of my bitches, they put up and conceited Take, 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 take off All rose gold on, call it rose bowl Rose. I got the key unlockin' again like a cheat code cheat. Fuck a bad bitch, I'm fuckin' with the flea code flea. And I never give myself up for a bankroll nah. Niggas get liquor standin' right there by that rainbow Let No rain, though, I'm in the young rich nation raincoat Rain. Get aimed, though, they red, that I bitch, your can go Lookin' in my DM and I see your main hoe hey. You know we the one that came up with that band, though you know. The boys took him by the boys in the window Bando. When you jumpin', keep a shooter at the front, though <sighs> Running at the back door. Hey. The ring on my pinky is bigger than the glow. Ooh. Skip with the flip with the flip, the nigga never fall. Hopping up in front of your bitch, you get elbow. Ping pong, hit a nigga with the ring on. Hey. Jumping that your jeans on, it's your theme song. Uh -huh. So many pints in my crib, it's a lean home. Lean. I'm so high, I just need a wall to lean on. Phone home, get so stoned when we gone. Kicking smoke in the ozone, rich snow cone. Me and call five, I leave the coat on. Big time and get your roll on. Slap a nigga with the Rick Flair robe on. Hold on. Hold on. All my niggas turn the rumble on commando. We the first one that came out with the band. Talking about you got the elbow, what they going for? I'm about to start a story, niggas, for that nigga flow. Hey. We don't wanna really came in with the kicking dough. Same nigga, bro, for to the centerfold. Hey. Take off on the fuck, I hit him with the finger roll. Hey. If you can buy the car, then what the fuck you rent it for? Hey. All of my niggas, they ready to get you and hit you and flip you and never leave no witness to see you. And not you, think about calling your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, the chopper hit you, having a seizure. Hey. I've been teaching niggas lingo like I'm a teacher. Mama, see that she looking like a bitch, I'm on the list. Fuck them up with the dad, so we going up on the feature. All of my bitches, they put up and conceded. All set, send me out. Automatic out the window of the caddy. I know this shit is tragic, toss your bitch up like a salad. Man. Walk up in the mansion, I just made a money pallet. Trapping at the band, I'm selling crack up in the alley. Crack. I send my young niggas like a fool with the two. Contemplating shit, I drop a four, drop a two. Heard you a real slick, looking for a good lick. lick. But my niggas ain't going for the bullshit. Nah. I got the stick, nigga, don't trip. Bah. Nigga, run up in your head, they're tying up your bitch. Boot up that bitch in the morning on grits. Jays at the band, I'm in the morning, got a fix. Jay. I'm sitting on the pedestal, my diamond looking peckable. Your bitch suck in my digit like an edible. Bah. Make her take a physical like medical. Physical. Fucking bitches over, she like it's a miracle. Hey. You nigga don't even know I got some pain in me. Pain in me. Missing my grandma, wish she could sing to me. Grandma. A lot of dirt I did, I got some shame in it. Ah. When I'm pulling up, I drop the brain on it. <laughs> Came in the game with the fashion statement. Ha. We drop Versace, the family can't quit. Sachi. Gotta stay focused, consistent, don't quit. Hey. Brick on my wrist and it make me a lick. All my niggas turn the rumble on commando We the first one that came out with the bando Talking about you got the elbow, what they going for? I'm about to start a story, niggas, for that amigo flow We the one that really came in with the kicking dough Same nigga, bro, for Scotty to the centerfold Take off on the fuck, I hit him with the finger roll If you can buy the car, then what the fuck you rent it for? All of my niggas, they ready to get you and hit you and flip you and never leave no witness to see you And not you, think about calling your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, the chopper hit you, having a seizure I've been teaching niggas lingo like I'm a teacher Mama see that she looking like a picture, I'm on a list Fuck them up with the dad, so we going up on the feature All of my yeah, bitches, they yeah. put up and conceded Quiver the way they took a nigga dab, I wanna smack a nigga Bow. Knock a nigga lights out, uncle whack a nigga whack These niggas made out of plastic like an action figure Blast. I can't kick it with your bitch, I ain't no Falcons kicker nah. Young nigga in the hood eating honey sickles Ugh. I'ma see your whole text with a purple pickle Ho. Nigga, I ain't got a flex, so I'm a real nigga nah. I know niggas in the band, I'm still trapping nickels uh. Pop up perky, think I'm Marshawn, eating Skittles Perk. Everybody stick a pair of me, go to the Beatles Everybody. Who the fuck you think you scaring with that little Nina? Who? Call my niggas in they pullin' up like Al-Qaeda hey. Damn, I mean Al-Qaeda, brown like a firefighter I'm fucking with the albino, feeling like Makai Fife Ghost Rider, stripes like I'm Tony Tiger. Migo got a threat and idol. Seen they try to doubt us. I know you remember the Titans. Titan. You know we got the touch like we were from Midas. Like my cookie with the purple in it, like the Vikings. Came from a long road, you the one to saw a hitchhiking. You? I pour a glass of water cause you wanna pop a Viking. Whoa. I open up the door, she said, damn, I'm at your frightening. Bites on my shoe, young Christian Lou, Mike and Mike. Where's Quavo? Bitch, I'm in another continent.